ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive Edinburgh welcome for Johnny and the Baptists! This morning, mm -hmm. I take my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter to nursery. Now, I do this every Monday. Yeah. I uh, She wakes up. Hey, pick her up on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. no. Uh, she wakes up around seven. Mm -hmm. um, I get up, and Tracy has a lion. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we alternate, you see. Mm. And I... Um, uh, yeah, I make a breakfast and we hang out and we have fun mm -hmm. and I make a cup of coffee and then I get her dressed, I get me dressed. Mm -hmm. We walk to nursery, I drop her off, I go to a cafe, mm -hmm. I do about an hour's work and have a bowl of porridge. Lovely. You know, like, a, like a hero. Yeah. And then I get the train over to you mm -hmm. and I get here for about 10 mm -hmm. and then you and I record our podcast and then we do some writing. That's that's Monday and then I go and pick her up and I take her home. Mm -hmm. Bath, bed, uh, beans. Beans. <laughs> That's my Monday. Right? Yeah. Now, today was like every other Monday in this cycle. Okay. Since nursery has returned and you and I have gone back to work. Yeah. But today, I dropped her off at nursery. Mm -hmm. And instead of the normal reaction, which is she's a bit tearful and she gives me a big hug and she clings onto my leg. Mm. And then I say, no, it's fun. And then I put her into the arms of her key worker, who's called Wordy. Mm -hmm. And Wordy gives her a cuddle and they go off and she sort of calms down. Right. Today, she saw Wordy and she saw her a friend of hers. I won't say the name. Another two and a half year old. Mm. Uh, and she just ran off into the thing and didn't say goodbye to me. Oh, you got the first like, all right then, Dad, fuck off now. It was just totally, she's two and a half. Oh my God, that's that's early, isn't she's it? She's two and a half. And she that's just, early to start she, forgetting Dad. And I stood at the door, because mm. I'm not allowed in anyway, because mm. uh, you're not allowed in and um, the adults aren't allowed in, the parents, because yeah. um, of COVID. So I'm stood at the door holding like a bag of her stuff to give to her key worker. Right. And I was thinking, well, she's going to go... And see someone be excited, but then she's going to remember that she hasn't said goodbye to me, and she's going to be upset, and she's going to come back. She'll come wait. back. Yeah, yeah. So I wait and wait and wait, and eventually her key worker comes back out without her, mm. and it's like, oh, you're still here. <laughs> oh no! I was like, oh yeah, this is. I've got to give this bag. This has got her big coat in. If she, she's got her the picture of her and me. Yeah. Like, it's got <laughs> a lock of my hair. <laughs> So that's my life now. Oh, that's, that's... That's my life now. I mean, that's great that she's, you know, she's, no, she's flown the nest. It's not. I really miss... I mean, it was so much worse than big tearful goodbyes. Yeah. For me. Oh, God. Did you, did you sort of stand at the window whilst it was raining, like a sort of... Like a no. Sort of very sad bit in a film? No, but I still feel... <laughs> I still feel like... Um, I still feel... I mean, I, I'm glad that it was... You know, eight forty-five. Yeah, and the pub wasn't open. Yeah. Otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel the same way? Did you feel the same way about me when maybe the first time you you took me along to a gig and I ran off and played with the other comedians? I know you're playing bongos with <laughs> yeah, Jay yeah, Foreman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Suddenly, look, Johnny, I'm joining in. <laughs> like, yeah. That, uh, well, I I think that is that isn't sad, is it? It's not sad. Did, do you reckon that will happen every day now? I don't know. I think it'll be a real mixture. Now. Yeah, I think this is the start of her being able to go to nursery without it being any sort of emotional 
problem for her. And some days she'll feel very kind of homely and wish that was there. And some days she'll be so excited to see her friends. Yeah. And it's going to be a mixed bag. And then eventually she'll get to an age where she's like, can you drop me off around the corner? Yeah. And then she'll be like, I'll go in on my own. And then she'll be like, I've left home and I hate you. Yeah. It's definitely the progression that I took as well. Like, it's that funny thing. Whenever I see on a TV show or a movie, um, you know, when like a, a parent drops their kid off at high school and the kid like shrinks down in their chair and then they leave and then the parents like, "I love you," like to like remind them, and then the kids like, "Love you," or whatever, and walks off. I used to watch that and be like, huh, yeah. And now I watch it and I'm like, bastard kid. Like, yeah, come yeah. on, show some fucking... <laughs> like, like, and it's funny where that changed because I remember being that guy. And now when I think back to that, I'm like, oh, all the times that my dad must I have, know. you know, done something really nice or said something and I'd have been like, yeah, whatever, dad. Yeah. And then I went and, you know, smoked my weed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, did my dumb shit or whatever. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's even hard. He's somebody who, he lost his wife and was raising his kids on his own. Yeah, and so we were still dickheads. Because <laughs> kids are going to be kids, and you want the kids to be normal. Don't get me wrong. That isn't like, you should have behaved differently. Oh, no, of that that's situation. what you're going to behave but like. I think, at least, I I mean, I got to the cafe and rang Josie and was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? myself. You know, he couldn't even do that. Yeah. So that's really hard. Oh, my days. Did you actually, so did you get to the cat? Did you have to properly calm yourself down a little bit? Did you? It was a bit, I mean, I, I so, <laughs> so this morning, Chasey needed, was very tired. And so I want to lie until 9.30, mm. but I have to get up at 9.30. Can you, in the morning, because she keeps her phone in a different room yeah. at night, so she doesn't sort of um, I get that. read the phone before bed and she doesn't have any screen time to help her sleep. And so she was like, when, uh, just before you leave, can you take my phone, unplug it, turn it on? Yeah. And to put it by her. Put it off silent, put it by me, yeah, and then yeah. ring me at 9.30. So I was going to do that anyway. Yeah. But I then was like... <laughs> <laughs> so, and she was like, oh, well, yeah, that's going to happen. Well, that's a great start to the week, I think. That's, that's a rejection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A rejection and then, and then tears. Tina Fey once said having kids is um, wonderful because it's having something that loves you absolutely. Mm then hates you, mm. then loves you again for a bit, then puts you in a home. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's quite... <laughs> like, a, like a very moody dog. <laughs> yeah. Who has a lot of power <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think if a dog has the ability to put you in a home, then mm. you have messed up that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've messed up your life if your dog is... I don't know. Well, it, maybe you're magic. Maybe, maybe you could be a wizard, man. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I spent some of the weekend with a dog. Did you? Um, yes, Laurie's dog, um, who who is a husky. Steve. Misha, she's called. And uh, I took a punt with. You Steve. took a punt with. <laughs> Steve. Yeah, there's not a lot of dogs called Steve. That's like calling a dog Paul or Alan. I'd quite like. I think. I think Alan's quite good. I don't think you call a dog Paul, would you? I'm moving to Scotland, as you know. Yeah. In the near future, and um, I'd like to get a dog. Called Paul, and I'd like to give it a name like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with like 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 names, like you know, Derek. my dog was called Charlie. Yeah, but Charlie is the name that you give a dog if you're posh. Oh right, I see. <laughs> that's, that's kind of like that's like, <laughs> I remember going to a comedy gig with your older brother. Yeah, and the guy picking on him and saying, "What's your name?" and he said, "Walter." 
Yeah. And the guy went, I bet you've got a spaniel. And he was like, I do. And he's like, is it called Charlie? <laughs> and I'm not kidding. He's like, <laughs> he saw your brother and was like, I've got you. <laughs> that is dope. <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, I think, but, but I, I don't know, I wanted, I call like a dog with a, any kind of name, to be honest. Because I don't like, uh, when, when we got our dog, he was, he was called Psycho. Yeah, that's really... Which and I think also, is quite unfair. And he, and he was the runt, and he was quite... You also, know. he was not a psycho. No, like he was, he was just terrified. Just scared of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Do you remember it, that weasel really upset him? That weasel did very much upset I think... Did I tell... Did I, I might have already yeah, told you've already told the story about that. But yeah, he gets very upset by... We, he's dead now. I say, dead, I still I mean, talk about him in the, in the present tense, but he's a long, long dead dog. Ten years dead, probably. Yeah, uh, twelve. Twelve years gone. Blimey. Down the line. Um... But what was I saying about Alan? You're moving to Scotland. Oh, I'd like a dog, and I'd like to call it like Colin or Alan or Derek. Yeah, is that yeah, Phil? Yeah, Phil is good. I just like the most John. Yeah, (laughs) John the dog. That would be good. Oh, that was it. I spent the week. Yeah, I saw Laurie's dog. I went walking in, and I went to the Greenwich. Park, the big green bit in Greenwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you've seen it on telly. Yeah, you know, it. You? I read about it in the books. We went for a bit, I went for a big walk, and we actually got to witness one of those things. There was a lady singing um, opera, and uh, and the dot. I got to witness one of the cartoon moments of of life where um, the the husky went and sat next to her and went. <laughs> and sang along. Did she enjoy that? Um. Not hugely. Okay. I think it was of benefit because you know if people you're more likely to give a quid, you're more likely. Isn't that see funny? See the opera woman and her dog. That's the thing. You're more likely to give a quid to someone who, by chance, has a dog singing with sure. them. Sure. Well, that's that seems like a real. <laughs> it's an odd thing, but um... <laughs> I remember seeing, um, like a, a a busker in the street, like a string quartet who also did a dance. Oh yeah. And I remember thinking, it's a very sad world mm. really mm. where you are so talented at the cello or the violin mm. that you can play this extremely beautiful um chamber music mm. but you still can't earn a living unless you're also doing a stupid doing dance. a du- yeah exactly <laughs> that was e- exactly <laughs> it when when um charlie and seb and i used to busk when uh God, when I was about seventeen, Charlie the dog. Char- no, 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 different. Char- <laughs> we're, 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 a lot of Charlies in your life. Ah, a lot of Charlies, isn't there? Like, actually, they're the only two. Okay, it's two Charlies. <laughs> two Charlies. <laughs> we, we used to, but we worked out that if we busked individually or even together as like a sort of band, make no money. If two of us busked and put a big coat over both of us, so that we we have one arm in one bit. And then the other person's left arm coming out the other bit. So you were sort of two people in one big coat playing a guitar. Sure. You'd earn loads of money because people were like, look at those idiots. What age were you, though? 16, 17. Because I remember watching you play guitar about 16, 17. Yeah. And you were, bet then, yeah. rubbish. Oh, yeah, I wasn't a So guitarist. do you think, I mean, no. like, I think the comparison isn't fair. Like, these people who've literally, they're playing the violin to a standard, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, whereas you were, like, playing A minor and G. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're only getting money because you've got a coat on. But over That's a... fine. <laughs> <laughs> these people are trained. Over and over again. These... <laughs> yeah, no, maybe it's not the best. Uh... But, yeah, if you had a novelty, if you had something you could bring course, in, like, like yeah. oh, I'm playing something... Like scar music instead, sure. you know. Like it, there's it, just something very sad about being that skill. And, and we used to for years, uh, the first eighteen months or two years of Johnny and the Baptist, we mm. performed with Amy Butterworth, who's a violin player. Yeah, 
and she left Johnny the Baptists to uh, to do more interesting things. I think she just, uh, but but very amicably. Yeah. And she is a phenomenal classical violinist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking, you know, it's what is she doing with us? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> she should, like the world should have. St- snapped her up before us yeah and paid her much better than we you know could we let's say pay her like we were a trio and we just split all our money and we didn't make very much and yeah. you know eventually she was like do you know what I'm, i'd rather have a nicer life and that's fair enough <laughs> yeah but it, it's like the you know with the level of talent she had yeah and you, and training as and well. training because that's the that's the funny thing though but, but amy's like amy's like she's like one of the day walkers she can live in the classical world but also in the performative like yeah, like in, yeah. she can play you know you know because if you can play like pop music or rock music coming from a classical back like jimmy chamberlain the drummer for smashing pumpkins sure. was a jazz drummer who then went into grunge, and that's why he was such a fucking great drummer, sure. was because he brought something new to it. But I do think it is sometimes the case where if you're classically trained, and then someone's like, oh, could you play on my track? Oh, sure, sure. It, it's fucking weird, because you're used to sight reading and precision with a conductor. And no, you're right. Stuff. Amy it's- had, and I found that, because we work with other um, sort of classical musicians before and since, Amy had this extraordinary ability to, if you gave her a piece of classical music that was fully scored... She'd come back with two. She, no, no, she could play it beautifully and amazingly. Mm. But also, you could play her a song that was, you know, A minor G, A minor G, yeah. and she could compose a line she can improvise a line over the top of it like a um you know like a, a rock musician would like a guitarist. Or like a sample in a hip-hop song yeah like that that's what she was very good at and i think that is that is a harder skill to because I, I find if i'm ever doing the more professional side of music i don't know if i get i'm doing a job with rob or something where mm. i have to play i have to actually play something that someone sent over to record for the thing it takes me a while to get back into that headset of like session musician now that i've spent 10 years you know, basically dicking around and improvising with you. Second, someone's like, right, and we're at 110 BPM, and it's in 3-4, and here's the pulse. And You're like, the, what does any of this like, mean? Oh, God, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, so I've got, it's, it's um, but th- yes, there's, there's, lots, there's, there's lots of arguments to make for always having a dog with you. When you're busking in Greenwich, I think was why my was point. She, why was she busking in Greenwich? Um, well, all the only Norwich, the only Norwich, the only Norwich I have about this, the only knowledge I have of why was she had a sign with her saying uh, something like, um, uh, "Got a degree, trying really hard." Uh, government has left us behind. Please help me get my masters or something oh, like that. And there was the sort of. Did you? Take down her contact details and we'll do a ring around. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. And we, I, I actually sold her the dog. Um, oh, it wasn't your dog. No, no, it wasn't. He was very mad. Um, but no, it's a, no. I, I sat there for a while. I watched her, and also I watched a four-piece um, sax quartet that was um, three very young, cool people. Um, all from, you know, exactly. Very cool hats. You know, mm-hmm. very chat. And then. The oldest woman I think I've ever seen. Also playing with them. Also playing with them. And I'd love to say, and she was keeping up and showing that she wasn't quite, but <laughs> it was still really good. And they were, you know, sort of like doing like cool covers of sort of Marvin Gaye stuff and things like that. And she was properly joining it. And I wonder whether they were a three piece and she'd just come along. Oh, bless. But it did look like it, it was Or a maybe strange... she had started the same age as all of them. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> but something had happened on the way. You or know, may- she'd had a shock. Or maybe she was... Ma- <laughs> like a really big shock. Or maybe she was playing alone. 
<laughs> she was playing alone. She and the saw other that three. dog singing, and she was like, "Oh my god, the dogs! Oh, I'm ninety. <laughs> <laughs> and the other three sax you know musicians are the, are the ghost of Christmas, past, present, and future. Oh yeah, that's come true. to teach her of her sax wrongs. <laughs> Sax Wrongs oh, is a real album, isn't it? Sax Wrongs. <laughs> oh, God, it sounds quite dirty, though. It does. Well, the word sax always um, has a sort of um, very sort of... Sexual connotation to it, hasn't it? It's I think sort of... musically... It's the music the, of love. It's the instrument of frotting, isn't it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, it's not... Yeah. Yeah. I don't love the saxophone. Why not? Because... Um... <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like it's it's incredibly loud and annoying. Yeah. Um, and it's often played by somebody who wants to be very loud and annoying. <laughs> that was my feeling about it as a younger musician when I played yeah, like, bands fair. and orchestras. I think, um, you know, I, I, I just think, it, I mean, maybe I'm being very unfair. I, I, you could sort of say that the instrument somebody chooses, an orchestral instrument, is representative of them in some way. Yeah. So you played the sax. I did play the sax for a number of years. And I played the cello, which is beautiful and deep. <laughs> Do you know why I played the cello? Why I learned the cello? No. Because I wanted to learn the flute. Oh. Um, and um, I signed up for flute lessons. Yeah. And um, I ticked the wrong box. Oh, you prick. So I think I, like I ticked. I ticked. Well, it's a good thing you showed up with a cello. Well, I didn't. They, they... <laughs> the, the lady who taught me the cello. Yeah. She had a spare cello. Oh, that's good. You okay. went in and did, and then you could. I think I hired one so I could practice. All oh, right. Okay. That's quite a good. What? And then you were too embarrassed to say. Because I would be. I'm not. I'm not judging you with that. If I showed up and they went, "Welcome to Cello 101," I'd be like, "Well, I'm learning the cello now forever." I'm obviously not. That's very much what happened. Yeah, and exactly. I realised straight away afterwards, I had no interest in the flute. Mm. Like it was a random. I've never played a woodwind or brass instrument. I've never played a blow instrument. Yeah. I don't really know how to do that. You'd be quite good at it. You've got great lung capacity. Yeah, but I've got like. I mean, have you ever like you heard me play the recorder? Oh, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, I really can't. Yeah, but that's because you don't have the yes, you don't have the patience for the recorder. I mean, it's a you know, it's a thinking man's instrument. <laughs> <laughs> the recorder is one of those instruments, I think. Yeah. That unless you're exceptional, sounds so horrible. Mm. And I just was like, well, I'm never gonna like. There's no. This is of no. This is obviously of no value to me and or anyone else, probably largely. <laughs> well, I was thinking about this earlier. I think, like, for example, I was thinking about this this morning. Yeah. I don't, I can't touch type. Mm. And I, when I type, I type with mm, two or three fingers total. Okay. But, but I'm very fast. You are quite fast, I'm yeah. Fast. But you do, um, but, uh, you tap, pop tap, tap, between tap, tap. like that. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, I am very much a means, like, there are things about which I'm incredibly passionate and I'll really learn. Mm. But mostly, I'm like, oh, well, if I've got to learn how to do it, I'll just work out how to do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. And I very much felt like that with the, when we were given a recorder in music lessons at school. I was like, oh, well, me, me, me. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna learn to do this well. Yeah. Because I'm just never gonna get there. And with with the typing, I'm like, well, I, oh, that, that'll do. <laughs> so when I learned the cello and the piano, I was like, oh, I want to learn how to do this. This is. But if I don't, I'm like, no, fuck it. <laughs> I think I had that. You had that kind of gut reaction. You see, I. That's I, my feeling about that. I, I had the I had kind of the opposite in that my I I really wanted to learn guitar and I really wanted to learn cello. Yeah. Um. And my dad's a cellist. Um. And uh. And he told me that um music was very complicated, 
and that to learn either of those two things, first you had to learn saxophone. <laughs> um, so I did recorder, and then I did I did sax. And then did he... you learn the clarinet as well? No, I, did, I went I, I went straight to sax because my sister played clarinet, and my dad hated it so much he wouldn't let there be two clarinetists in the family. That's fine. <laughs> um, so uh, I, yeah, he he told me that I had to learn sax, so I did that, and then each year. Uh, I asked if I could have guitar lessons or cello lessons, and each year he'd say, "Well, you've done the sax, but now you need to—you can't just go on to that. You've got to learn drums now." <laughs> and he did that with. Was he setting up a band? Yeah, he did that with sax, piano, uh, bass, and drums before I was allowed to. An ewu? Have you ever played a fucking ewu? No, of course you haven't, because <laughs> no one has. Well, there's a there's an REM song called Ewu. That's got the word Ewu in it. Oh, it's really? called like Ewu the Duck or something. It's absolutely not called that. <laughs> That's me in the Ewu. Can you can you cover while I find out what the Ewu REM song is? Uh, Ewu I was playing was basically my dad had picked it up when he used to live in Brazil. Dad lived in Brazil and learnt a load of percussion instruments and he learnt sort of like bossa double bass, which was his thing whilst he was out there. And he bought this Ewu thinking it would be really good and it's a sort of two-stringed, three-stringed, no-string guitar. I don't really know. It's sort of like two <laughs> strings and you hit it with this sort of little stick and it's on a sort of gourd and it's very hard to tune and it sounds pretty awful it's what it's got that what's it called an event horizon that might not, not, not be the word what? that that it's got that thing where like like critical mass where you're ter- terrible 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 oh it sounds lovely there's no plateau like with a guitar where once you've learnt five chords and you can hold it down hard enough you're like oh okay that'll sound passable for Five years. No, I, I understand all of that. I think that's not an event horizon. No, I was. What's the word I was trying to look for? It was know. like, oh, it was, you know, terminal velocity. What is one of those? How are you getting on with this REM EWU song? Okay, well, I'm really struggling because right, well, I... EWU's not spelt like that for a start. It's E R H U. E R. Like Erhu. E R H U. Yeah. Fine. E-woo. Because literally, is that I, put, I put in REM. Yeah. EWU. EWU song. Yeah. And um, the first thing that came up was the Wikipedia page of Edward Norton. Oh, okay. Because... Which was really not important. And oh, then okay. underneath that, um, 4chan. Was... Oh, good. Okay. Uh, but I didn't, know, yeah, I didn't know that was still around. Um... And then there's Tickle Me Ewoo, <laughs> the Elmo doll. I mean... I don't think this is real, I've got to Well, say. you know, sometimes when you're like, is that, was that a dream? I feel like... Okay, keep going. Keep, keep. Keep chatting, and I'm going to get the... Uh... What else did you make me learn? I had to learn dulcimer. I've got my dulcimer behind me over there. You can pick them up for about 50 quid, and you can see why when you try and play it, because it's of a very low quality. Have you got the dulcimer here? Yeah, it's in that box. Oh, it's too hard. I was saying you could get it out and play some for us, but... Um... But no, it's it's packed behind all the other crap in this room. But it's, it's, um, I, it's funny that we often tried to put saxophone into Johnny and the Baptist stuff and it's not an instrument that's conducive to comedy when there are two of you because if there were seven of us in the band great have some sax but when there's got to be rhythm and jokes you don't want to expend 50% of your manpower on someone going on a thing that's very loud and stops you being able to talk um, so we've never managed to put it in and also Rob is far better at sax than I am. So whenever we really need sax, we just get him in. Well, to be fair, like uh, I, I don't like sax and then he played it and I was like, oh, well, that's actually very it's, good. It's very good, yeah, isn't it? It's very, very good. Very good. And, and also I've, I have a friend called Tom Richards who's a sax player and he when he plays it, it's sort of a, it's good enough to make you cry. Yeah, it's a, a, quite an emotional experience. So I suppose that, that really, well, I just don't like medium quality sax players. That's fine. And I think you don't like alto sax as well. You, you like tenor or baritone. 
I always wanted to play baritone sax, but they're too expensive. Are they very expensive? Saxophones are so expensive. Like we would, I had to rent one to have it at school, and then I only got my first saxophone after learning it for eight years or nine years, and I've got a crap little Yamaha one. But even crap ones are like they're amazing machines. How's this fucking Ewu thing getting? Look, I'm not going to lie to you. I absolutely can't find this thing. You're now just reading about Edward Norton. Um, he was like, in American History X. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, he was one of the leads. How do you know? Oh, right. Wait, hang on. All right, what's this? There is a... Yeah, yeah. There's a song. There's a guy on, in it. Shut up. There's a song on... Um, this is really... There's a song on um, New Adventures in Hi-Fi by R.E.M. Mm. called Ebo the Letter. But it's not Ewu. Great. What's what? Great. And I don't know what Ebo the letter means. What is it? Well, it's, now, well, now we have to find out. <laughs> do you want me to play a little bit of it? Uh, what am I allowed? How much am I allowed to play? Uh, not very much, like under ten seconds. And as long, it's like the charts thing. As long as we comment on it, it counts as parody, or something, or it counts as journalism. Oh, okay, you're going for it. Don't worry, it was so boring you couldn't tell what song it was. That was. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, hang on. Don't worry. It was shit. Alright, okay. Papa taught me the ewoo. Okay, so I don't think that's related to what we were talking about. Not at all, but isn't Ebo. What's an Ebo? Did it say? Is that an instrument as well? Ebo, the la- that's one of those like wanky song names. That you're like, oh, is there a story behind it? And it's like, no, I was just, I was really. I'm going to look up what it says. For what, what is an Ebo? What is an Ebo? Yeah, exactly. For anyone at home who also, I hope there's one person who was like, oh, before I listened to this, I was going to Google what oh, an Ebo that's, was. That's annoying. It just goes to the Wikipedia page of Edward Norton. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ebo. Yeah. Is an electronic device. Yeah. Used. To playing string instruments. Used to playing. Used to playing. Used to. Oh, that's a terrible mm. sentence. That is the. Uh, most oh. often the electric guitar. It's manufactured by Heat Sound. I don't know what it does. So you play. It's a pickup in an inductive string driver feedback circuit. Oh, that's very including cool. Including a sensor coil. That's an one amplifier of the... to induce force string vibrations. It's one of those things that at music school, um, wankers used to have. Right. So I've never. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should get one. No. <laughs> um, I feel, in a way, this yeah. has been quite a mess, hasn't it, this chat? Yeah, but I've enjoyed it hugely because we were going to talk about our weekends, but actually, to be honest, they weren't great. No, you had a very depressing weekend. I had a very depressing weekend, and then uh, uh, and then it got a bit better. And then it got a little worse. And it got a little worse. I, I, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, maybe it's a good thing we didn't go into okay. it. Well, if you're having a tough time at home, yeah, or wherever you are... yeah. Um, we love you, we and love you um, we haven't really talked much about mental health this week, or maybe the last couple of weeks. We've sort of skirted around it more because um, that's been a bit easier at the moment. And uh, sometimes that is, and sometimes it isn't. But um, we love you, and we hope you're okay because mm. mental health is so important, uh, and it's really hard. Yeah, it's really hard. And I, I will say this actually, so that we do just because I did, I spoke to Zach about it the other day, and it did make me feel a lot better having said it out loud. Yeah. Um, was I so I got I mentioned that I went to to Greenwich to this park with this dog you know and we saw the singer and all those things yeah. happen and I was seeing a few old friends from school who I love hugely dearly yeah 
And I, through seeing them, was in such an awful mood. I came home, I was, I was actually quite upset and angry when I came home. And I was trying to work out the reason for it. And I told Zach about it. And he knew, he knew the reason before I'd finished telling the story. Because he was like, yeah, I feel the same way. I feel exactly the same way. And I'd worked out that when I'd seen them, we were all so happy to see each other. And like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in ages. And then we had a beer. And when talking, I was like, oh, they, I, I'm having a really hard time. Mm. And everyone was really nice to me about it. But everyone else seemed fine. Okay. And they weren't being like, oh, I'm having a brilliant time at all. Everyone was clearly struggling. I mean, in their own way, because this is very hard for everyone. But I, it triggered this thing in my head that was like, I'm pissed off that you're not struggling more. Sure. Which is so unfair. But Zach was saying the same thing. He was like, it's such a gut reaction mm. to be like, I d you catch yourself being angry about those things. You're like, cool, I need to take myself out of this situation because that's so unjustified. Sure. The second you start getting upset about other people's... And it's like, I know they were either... They're either not as good as talking about their mental health than me or we hide things when we're with our friends. Sure. And like, I'm not for a second saying, oh, they're having an easy time at all because they're clearly not. But just the fact that there was joy for a bit made me upset because it made me feel vulnerable that I wasn't having the same joy well my friend our friend our mutual friend james Rowland, said yeah. um when the lockdown ended yeah and people were sort of going back to slightly more normal life yeah uh, it was a few months ago he suddenly felt gaslit yeah. by the world yes you know, yeah, yeah that's a great way of putting suddenly it suddenly everyone is fine and i'm not that's not fair you were all having a bad time as well and talking about it and i think it is i think most people are still actually struggling yes and, and it's worth remembering. And it's worth remembering that because I needed, I needed a lot of reminding of that when I got home because I was just. And so... it could just be that they're not able to confront that. Yeah. It could be that they were using, and and also we feel differently, and we we we, um, what am I trying to say? We we process things differently. Mm. We all process, but we also um, get through things differently. Um, it might be that you needed to talk about it mm. to feel better. Maybe they needed to really just enjoy this hour. Mm. So that they could cope with how awful the rest of the time is. Whereas you're thinking, I just want us all to talk so that I can cope with the rest of it. And it, yeah. it, it, it's actually just two ways. Different strokes, two different sides. folks. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to finish with um, my friend Henry Whittacombe, mm. um, who I, I love unreservedly, um, uh, runs a festival called Machantleth um, in uh, North Wales, uh, West Wales, Wales. Mm. In rural Wales, mm. and is it in the north? It's uh, yeah, it's in it's it's near. Um, well, you get there, and the problem is, on is a like, train. It's really far away, and you go on the train. Yeah, and therefore I haven't really looked at it on a map, but it's really into Wales. Oh, it's you get far into Wales, in... and then you oh, keep going there, for there. Ages. It is. Yeah, <laughs> is that? Oh, it's a long way off. And he runs this festival, which obviously didn't run last year, and, and who knows if it will be able to run next May? I really hope so, but it might not. And yeah. he signed off a big email. Uh, to everyone on the mailing list, not to me, but to you know, to all. all yeah, the, I read this sentence today. With this sentence, and I um, I just, it just, I don't know why it struck a chord with me. Um, we'll be in touch with more news soon. We sincerely hope you're all doing okay. It's a shit time, and it's okay to not feel okay about it. We'll be back having fun again soon, and that will be sweeter than ever before. Over and out, legends. Ah. Goodbye, everyone. Lots of love. Bye.